We're starting to see some separation in the backup quarterback battle amongst Utah QBs. We're talking about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. On today's show, we're talking all things spring football, the backup quarterback battle, a couple of the other standouts from the third viewing session of media of Utah spring practice media availability. And in order to help us do all that, it's friend of the show and Utah Zone contributor Nathan Roderick. Nathan, I think the biggest thing, as it's been kind of to talk about, is the backup quarterback battle. And sounds like yesterday is now we're really starting to see that separation amongst uh, Brandon Rose. Also, for all of you listening, I'm sorry if I sound sound different than normal. I am definitely sick right now. That's why I very much appreciate Nathan coming on and joining me for this one. But talking about the quarterbacks, um, friend of the show, Steve Bartle, tweeted out um, this quote from Coach Whittingham. Brandon Rose got the vast majority of the reps today, did some good things, but also turned the ball over a couple of times. But he's making progress. We're starting to see a little bit of separation. He's probably the guy who has shown out the best so far. So just taking that quote of what it means, I mean, what we've seen so far, Brandon has been the best guy. This shouldn't be surprising. Sounds like even in the parts we can't see, that's also been the case as well. So got to give a lot of credit to Brandon Rose, who really seems to be the front runner for this job now, Nathan. Yeah, and we Coach Whittingham hinted at this separation uh, last week. Um, no one really knew exactly who he was talking about. Um, and the biggest thing that Coach Whittingham has emphasized in this battle has been accuracy from his quarterbacks. Yeah. If you know Coach Whittingham, he hates turnovers more than anything, especially picks. He can't – he just doesn't tolerate them. And if you throw the ball, you know, poorly in his offense, you're not going to play. And I think that's where Brandon Rose has gained an edge on, on Nate Johnson moving forward. I think it's easy to see what Nate did last year and how how fast he is. He's a great mm-hmm. athlete, four-star kid. But um, his arm just is not there yet. And it also sounds like Nate has been – banged up a little bit throughout spring. Um, not exactly sure the extent of the injury. I know he didn't practice much yesterday on on Tuesday. Um, but moving forward, you know, Coach Whittingham wants someone that can control the, the offense uh, more than anything. And even though Nate is a little bit of a better athlete right now, it sounds like Brandon Rose's accuracy is putting him ahead of Nate Johnson. That is definitely what it sounds like. And speaking to your point a little bit more from our friend Steve Bartle on one of the quotes, he said, we're seeing just a little bit of separation. Nothing is definitive. Nate's been slowed down by a little bit of a nagging injury. So don't get as many reps, but hopefully we'll get him back Thursday, he said. And just speaking to Nate a little bit more, he said he just needs to continue to assimilate himself with the offense, run the offense effectively, understand his reads and progressions and become more accurate. They all need to become more accurate. We're nowhere near where we need to be from a completion per standpoint. And we heard that Brandon Rose, as I mentioned, Brandon did turn it over a couple times. So this isn't something like Utah is ready to go out there and take on Florida tomorrow with no cam rising. And hopefully cam is back for game one, but we still don't know how it's going to, if he's going to be back. So that's where it's very important that these guys are up to speed and ready to go. But um, as it comes to Nate, I think it is the biggest thing is what you talked about. Nathan is that it sounds like just the accuracy thing is the thing that's kind of slowed him down. And the injury is unfortunate that he's not getting more of those reps and still needs time to grow but that really does feel like where Brandon has started to separate himself a little bit now I will say if Brandon is more accurate but turns the ball over more then that's where Nathan is going to be able to make up some of that difference overall but definitely sounds like Nate could use some more reps just to get his accuracy more honed in and everything and I was one of those people who was caught up in his athleticism and all the things he could do 
And it definitely sounds like there's not some massive gap as coach Wade is talking about, but this is definitely Brandon Rose's job right now. And uh, hopefully Nate's back soon because it, I do want this to continue to be a competition because I think it will push both these guys to continue to get better. Yeah. Even though there has been some initial separation, I think Brandon has been at an advantage even going into this competition this spring because uh, Nate was running track last spring and uh, Brandon was a part of the, the program. So Nate, he's already completed a full, or sorry, Brandon's completed a full calendar year in the Utah football program where Nate hasn't been here for very long. Also, you know, throughout the fall during the season, Brandon was with the scout team getting a lot more reps and just more action. And Nate was, you know, in that third string spot where his reps were limited just because of the logistics of practice and um, how the depth chart works. And so Brandon was just more, had more reps, even though it was on the scout team last year. Mm-hmm. And so I think Nate's just catching up a little bit. Um, and even though, like I said, we've had seen some separation, this competition is far from over. I think you're going to see a competition, you know, even until next summer, we're probably going to have be having the same debate uh, a year from now and going into fall of 2024 as we look for Cam Rising's replacement. You know, 100%. This is definitely something where just because one of these guys, is the backup, I mean, that's like last year, right? Bryson Barnes won the quarterback two job. And then just a, a year later, it's like, yeah, we're going to look Bryson's still like there, but like, we're going to let these other guys go for it. Cause we know that, uh, that he's the guy right now. So it does kind of show you where they're at in this process. And it will be interesting to see come week one, because look, as much progress as Brandon Rose has made, it sounds like Nate's still in the fold. I, I believe that if Utah played Florida tomorrow, I, I believe Bryson Barnes would still start, especially when you hear things about the turnovers and some of those things. You, do you think if Utah's game against Florida was tomorrow, that Brandon Rose, I um, mean, excuse me, that Bryson Barnes would be the starter? Uh, yes. I mean, just cause he has the experience and um, trust factor with wit too. He doesn't trust quarterbacks right. easily and he still trusts Bryson enough. It feels like, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens during the season. I understand the philosophy of giving Nate and bright and uh, Brandon so many reps this spring. Bryson's not, not part of the future, future plans of Utah football. Mm-hmm. Um, talking, you know, 2025 kind of down yes. the road. That's not a knock on Bryson. It's just kind of, Coach Witt has kind of said it's that. A fact. They literally, um, they're literally taking away reps from him to get these other guys more props because they tr- they think their ceiling is a lot higher, which it right. is. Right. And however, like you said, I mean, in the season, what if Cam gets banged up for a series? He gets some blood right. on his uniform. Gets a, you know, something happens. He has to go out for a few plays. Are you going to put Bryson in there that you know he's had the game experience, or you know? is Brandon or Nate going to be able to gain the trust of the coaches enough to be able to go in there in an emergency situation, for example. So there's still a lot to be determined. Um, and it's great to see that Brandon has progressed so much. He's got a great frame and um, he's just more of a pro style quarterback, which we're kind of used to with cam rising and the offense would likely change a lot if Nate mm-hmm. was at the helm. And so I think Brandon is taking advantage of just like the current set you know, state of the offense. And he's more similar to, to Cam, where he's a playmaker, has a little bit of a better arm. Um, and that's kind of led to the separation right now. Yeah, it's definitely what it feels like. And it's going to be interesting to see because I, I'm just so excited for the spring game to get to see these guys for an entire duration of the games. I expect Brandon and and uh, Nate, excuse me, to get the majority of the reps in that game right. too. I think we'll see maybe a little bit of Bryson, maybe a little bit of some of the other quarterbacks. But overall, 
be a great opportunity for both those guys. And it's great that Nate's injury doesn't appear to be too serious. The fact that he is already coach, Witt said they're hoped to have him back by Thursday. It's nice that it's not something that is long-term because these live reps are super important for his development. And it's going to be fun to continue to watch and monitor how this quarterback battle is going to play out. We are going to talk about the other standouts from spring ball, the day three of media viewing session in a moment. But first want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scored to threes drained. There are even player props like points, rebounds, assists, and so many other exclusive bets like a two times three, which is two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your nose wet first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Nathan, taking a look at some of the other highlights and just standouts from Utah spring football so far. It's always great to hear how the quarterbacks are doing too, but... One thing that's really exciting is to hear about the progress the defensive line has appeared to make. You hear got rave reviews about guys like Logan Gendel, um, or excuse me, Logan Fano and Chase Kennedy as well. Two guys I think a lot of people are really excited about for their for their youth and upside there too. But uh, I, for one, am really excited to hear about all the reports and raves coming out about the defensive line, which for much of the season last year was a weakness of this Utah football team. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think um, you talked about Chase Kennedy and Logan Fano. We've seen a couple of clips of them and and seen their progress. They are both you know, rotating with the first and second team. I think what intrigues me the most about those two specific guys is their speed around the edge. I think that is something that Utah lacked a little bit last year. Um, Van Fillinger and Jonah Ellis you know, are great athletes. I think um, Chase Kennedy and Logan Fano can create that speed on the edge to get the quarterback. Um, I think they'll have their chances, I think, in, in the, early in the season to be able to, to kind of just – go after the quarterback, you know, get in on third and second and long, you know, obvious passing downs and just be let go by the coaches and, and go after the quarterback. So I, like you said, it was missing last year. I think Chase Kennedy, you know, made a lot of progress, you know, in the season last year and eventually was on like the, the two or three deep by the end of the year, yep. but his progress, you know, in the weight room this last winter has really shown off and uh, he's great body and, uh, very long, athletic, and he can make an impact early on in the season. Yeah, and that's something that team hopes to get off to a hot start because last year what was one of the issues against Florida, Anthony Richardson had all day and all all the time he needed to be able to make throws or just decide to take off and run for 70 yards. Now, very different quarterback who we expect to be Graham Merz coming in for the Gators week one, but either way, he'll help that Utah should have a stronger pass rush come that time. Another guy I've been really excited to watch is Justin Medlock um, coming out of reports from practices, comes from – our friends at Ute Zone, Steve Bartle, wrote about this. Just, just Justin Medlock continued to impress. Talked about him having another interception, jumping a route, and just feels like he's got great instincts and feel. Look, the linebacker room for Utah last year, Landers just a special player. That's why he was able to play early on. But Medlock is a guy the coaches were really excited about, and I think it's pretty easy to see why when you see him making plays this spring ball. Yeah, I think uh, obviously we're still waiting on the arrival of Lavani Damuni from Stanford as he finishes degree there. And Justin Medlock is definitely taking advantage uh, for now. It's going to be a fun competition at that position in, in the fall because I think Morgan Scally is going to try to find a way to get all four of these guys involved in the defense, um, whether that be through rotations or different formations. Um, Justin Medlock, has, he's put on some weight as well. Um, he looks a lot stronger this offseason. And you know, you've seen in some clips and from the viewing sessions that 
Um, he has a great knack for the ball and he can jump and he's very athletic. He has great hands. And I think that was missing a little bit, you know, in the linebacker room last year. And I think Justin Medlock can immediately provide in the linebacker room. Yeah, it definitely feels like that's that's the case scenario for this team. And one thing that's nice to stick into the defensive side of the balls is some of the additions to the secondary. Look, there's no Clark Phillips on this roster right now, but I think Miles Battle, Nathan, is a guy who's going to contribute to day one. He just look like you can tell he comes from the SEC, right? It's a bigger, longer corner. We already starting to really get comfortable on this defense. And I think when you need three corners out there, it's JT Broughton, Zamaya Vaughn, and Miles Battle. I feel pretty co- confident in that. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I love the idea of having Zamaya Vaughn and Miles Battle you know, on the field together. Uh, Clark Phillips was, you know, one of the best cornerbacks in Utah history. However, you can't just ignore his size. And so it's going to be fun to see, you know, those long arms, like you talked about, um, you know, together on in the secondary. And it's going to make it hard for opposing defenses. It is going to make it really hard for those offenses trying to beat those guys on the back end. And uh, speaking of offense, one of the fun things about spring ball is always the surprise players who step up, right? Like, yes, I was high on Nate Johnson. You told me Brandon Rose was better. My job wouldn't have hit the floor per se, just because it's like, hey, he's done a lot of really positive things too. It's a quarterback competition. We haven't seen Nate throw a lot. So that's where it's like, that makes sense. But then there are some fun ones too, because you get guys like the Noah Bennies of the world, that Benny, or however you say his last name. I apologize for messing up. But either way, um, he continued to do a lot of work with the one offense. He was one of those guys, the very first media availability I remember going to. He's making catch over the middle field. And I'm like, that's an impressive catch. Who is a. Uh, who is this guy? So it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of re- factors into things because you do have Thomas Yasmin, of course. We know what Brent Keithy provides, but then he's a guy who definitely, I think, will contribute at least in a couple of opportunities, especially because you never know how injuries are going to factor into things, Nathan. Right, and I think, especially specifically in that tight end group, um, you know, Brent Keithy will probably have a similar role that we saw last year, you know, maybe in the slot, um, maybe getting some some handoffs as well. So he, he'll probably line up at tight end sometimes, but I think majority of the time we'll see him you know, in the slot. And so there's a lot of opportunities for the tight end spot specifically to replace Don Kincaid and Logan Kendall. Uh, Noah Benny has played well in practice so far and has you know, definitely earned some reps. The other guy that I'm looking forward to seeing more, especially in like the scrimmage, is Isaac Vaha. He's finally yes. back on the field. And he he looks huge. His, yes, he does. He's got I don't know if it's his cool tribal tattoos or what, but he looks yeah. jacked, you know, coming off his mission. And, yes, he does. Um looking forward to what he brings, maybe at a fullback or um, you know, creating some running lanes for the, the running backs. And that tight end room, it's nice to see these young guys. I think we know, you know what to expect from Thomas Yasmin and, and Brent Keithy, especially. But Dalton Kincaid is still leaving a, a pretty big hole to be filled from these young guys. Yeah, def- definitely is. And look, it's exciting that there are so many young players that have the opportunity to step up and do some nice things and that after Keithy and Yasmin leave, the cupboard won't be empty and that you're going to have other productive players. And uh, that's not even factoring in the transfer portal, which I expect Utah to be involved in next offseason when it comes tight ends. Because look, when you've had guys with back-to-backs, the seasons that Dalton and uh, Brand are going to be coming off of, I think, for this Utah football team, because I think Brant's in for another monster year that I think it's going to be a very desirable place for any tight end to come to. Um Nathan, last thing when we're talking about spring ball, I thought it was interesting that one thing that uh, Steve noticed noted in his Utah spring ball 23 week three viewing session. Once again, you guys can head over to Ute Zone and check out all of his recaps. Let's talk about just how fierce the battle between the first team offenses, between Keaton Bills, Jaron Comp at center, and Michael Mokafisi, taking on Junior Tafuna and Licky Vaimahi. Both these players, all these players right here, I think when you talk about that interior of the offensive line, they've, they did a lot of really positive things in moments last year. 
Mokafisi comp. Look, Mokafisi had some, a lot of probably a little more down than up overall, but still still did some nice things. Talk about comp. He's getting settled in there too. And then uh, we know what to, to Funa and by Mahid this provide as interior disruptors. I think it's great that these guys are pushing each other so hard. And I expect Utah's offensive line with so many returning starters being the guys like Keaton Bills. I think Mokafisi will be better this year. And I expect Utah's interior of the defensive line to be as elite early on the season as they were late last season. Yeah, and I think, like you said, they came together more later on in the season. It took them a little bit, you know, and especially, again, you think like the Florida game where it did take a while. They got pushed around a little bit, and I love to hear that they have such fierce competitions in practice, and they are able to bring that intensity every single day And because that's where it all starts. I mean, if you, you're playing a big game, you know, first game of the year, you know, it starts right in the middle. And Utah kind of got pushed around against Florida last year. And those guys remember it because they were the ones getting pushed around a little bit. Um, and I'm sure that's motivating them throughout the offseason, you know, to really bring that first whistle because it really sets the tone for the rest of the game and the rest of the season um, moving forward. Because, you know, it's easy to have all these speed guys. And like, just like USC, you know, we saw last year how attractive they were on the outside and impossible to guard sometimes. But then when it came down to it, you know, they were weak on the interior and that's kind of where Utah ended up beating them in the Pato championship. And so for Utah, they got to build from the inside out and really establish themselves, you know, at the guard position on offense and then defensive tackle on defense to, to help everything else. Because with those guys, if they're doing their job, it makes everybody else's job easier. It absolutely does make everyone else's job easier. And it's going to be fun to see because especially talk about that interior offensive line, I believe Florida has like a 400 pound nose tackle right. still on their roster from last season. So quite getting thrown into the fire the first week so it's going to be uh interesting to see how it works out for the utah football team and uh, a lot more to come on spring ball we'll be talking about it more with sammy more on tomorrow's show but nathan before we head out of this one i do want to bring up just dalton kincaid just continues to see his stock rise it's something that's been so great we all know how good that dalton is and it's been great to see that been vindicated as more and more people dive into the tape daniel jeremiah has now moved him into his top 10 prospects chris sims of nbc sports has said that he thinks that he's better than that Kincaid is better than TJ Hawkinson when he was coming out and said he would have zero issues if he was taken in the top 15 or even the top 10. So I, I just think it's great that everyone is getting so there's realizing what an impressive playmaker and pass catcher Dalton Kincaid is. And it would be great to see him go in the top 15. It's, it's, I feel like he deserves to. No, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's crazy to see. I mean, considering where we were at, you know, a year ago, even, you know, before the season he wasn't getting any of these talks. And as soon as Brandon Keithy went down, he really took advantage of taking over, you know, for this offense uh, last year. And he's finally seen the rewards for that. Uh, it sounds like he's, he's recovered from his injury. And I think he's planning on doing some private workouts at some point for some teams that are really interested in him. Uh, he didn't work out at pro day nor the combine, but did a lot of interviews and, you know, some people think that could hurt him. That he hasn't done anything, but, it, um, I've also heard that he's going to do something private with some yes, teams. That's what he said. Um, and so looking forward to where he lands uh, because his position, especially in the NFL, is so used right now. You think of guys like Kelsey and Kittle. You will go rewatch that USC game from 2022, that first one in Rice Eccles. He's making the same plays that you know Kelsey and Kittle are, are making in the NFL. Obviously, it's a totally different game, but yep. he has that skill set that transfers very well you know, to the NFL. 
Yeah, when you talk about the ability to adjust to the ball in air, fearless over the middle of the field, strong route runner, great hands. I think he's going to be a day one success, and I wouldn't be surprised if by this time next year he is one of the five best tight ends in the NFL. And I think that kind of always sounds surprising, but like we look at how quickly TJ Hawkinson translated Kyle Pitts in his first year. We know this last season it didn't go exactly as the way uh, we had hoped for him there, but um, either way, lots of upside for Dalton, and it would be great to see. It's great to see his stock rise. Unfortunately, it does sound like Clarks has fallen a little bit just because of his size, but Hopefully someone realizes in the second round that, hey, this is just a special football player and uh, those are the kind of guys that help you win games. But uh, either way, I was excited to see uh, Dalton Stock continuing to climb, which is absolutely the best case scenario. Nathan, appreciate you joining us as always. What are the co- some of the fun things you have coming up with the Ute Zone? Yeah, just looking forward to the end of spring ball. Um, and then obviously the scrimmage coming up soon on the 22nd. Looking forward to some some good coverage there. And, and then I think it was that. Yeah. Um, I think Utah's going to look to add uh, into the receiver room and, as well as possibly in the tight end room. Um, and then p- maybe uh, in the defensive secondary as well, the replace Clayton Isbell. But uh, May and June should be pretty calm. And then um, I do expect some things from the, in the transfer portal. Possible that some other Utah players enter the portal uh, to find their Definitely. new home. Uh, but that's what we're expecting on our front. Yeah, make sure you guys head over to Utah to check out all that great content. And as you mentioned, there's really not much of an offseason with college football anymore because of the transfer portal. So it's one of the things that makes it so fun to monitor and cover. But Nathan, huge thanks to you for coming on once again. Make sure you guys give Nathan a follow at Nathan underscore Roderick on Twitter. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Utes. But if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we recommend you check out Locked on College Basketball. Yes, the season may be over, but there's so much transfer news reacting to UConn's big win. There's a lot going on there. Expert Isaac Shade and Andy Pratt bringing everything you know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for today's edition, today's show. But we'll be back with you tomorrow talking more Utah Spring Football.